What's up, everyone? You're tuning in to the latest episode here on RNFM Radio, the latest being episode 182 in the new year, ringing in the new year of 2016. Now, of course, if you're listening to a backlog of episodes of 2014 or 2015 or even earlier than that, well, so glad to have you tuning in. Regardless of what year it is for you, um, right now it's 2016 for us. So, that being said, I wanted to just give you a heads up. I am literally, speaking of the new year, we talked about planning on today's show and planning into your new year, of course. For some of us, we plan well, like months prior to our upcoming year, and I have done that. But you are most certainly, I think, thinking about your new year and thinking about the year ahead. And that's what we talked about in today's show. But what I wanted to say is I actually posted a a picture on Twitter um, under at Innovative Nurse using the hashtag RNFM Radio. I am laying on the floor because I have decided to force my hand. And what did I do? Well, I decided that part of my New Year's resolution, which I don't really do resolutions, but part of it was that I have been meaning to redo my home office. And so I have forced my hand. I have decided to just disassemble anything that would resemble a desk or anything like anything that I can put stuff in. Because I said, you know what? I need to clean things out. I need to streamline. I need to minimize. And we're redoing my office anyway. So I decided to get rid of the desk, get rid of anything that resembles of something that I can put stuff in because I need to say, is it worth it to keep it? Do I need it? Do I use it? Okay, I will keep it. Otherwise, it is going to be recycled, paid forward or passed on or, you know, gotten rid of in some fashion. So I am in a hot mess right now, laying on the floor with my iMac, looking right at it, looking at show notes and kind of dialing that stuff in as I'm in post-production. So I might sound a little winded or out of it because I'm, I'm not able to expand my diaphragm and it's just get my lung capacity up or whatever because I'm laying here doing this in post-production. So I'm like literally laying on my stomach looking at a computer that normally sits on a desk and I'm surrounded by mess. I'm surrounded by things that I need to think about. What am I going to do with it? What am I going to do with these things? How am I going to plan? What am I going to do? Where is it going to be in the new year? Right now it's all over my floor, as am I. So today's show in the new year, this is our first show, episode 182 of the new year of 2016 here at RNFM Radio. Keith and I get into it deep about planning. So for the sake of time, let's just get into the show and I will follow up with any questions that you may have, but I won't know that you have questions because the show's not even live yet, or at least it is live when you are listening to it. So the comments and questions hit us up, rnfmradio.com forward slash new year. 2016. That's where these show notes will live and you can hit us up with any questions or comments or concerns. I am besieged by noise. Yes, it's, um, and I know that we are going to be talking about some planning stuff, but I know you want to chat about the Gallup poll. Oh, very briefly. Yes, very briefly. Well, let's, let's just dive in. Let's do it. So this is episode 182. And by the time not not by the time you and I listen to it, but by the time our listeners listen to it, it will be 2016. Really? It will be. Oh my gosh. Unless for some reason 
no, it's not going to happen because I got way too much on my plate today um, to, to get it posted by tonight. You're um, not going to do that. I mean, I could. Maybe. I'll take a look. Um, but I got stuff happening, so we'll see. Anyway. I have grave doubts that this will get edited and posted before the end of 2015. So you're okay. challenging me. Okay, sure fine. I am. Good. Sure I am. All right. We'll see. All right, bud. All what right. the heck? We'll check it. All right. Cool. So what's up with the Gallup poll, man? Well... The Gallup poll just came out once again, and nurses are, once again, drumroll please, rated the highest in honesty and ethics in all professions throughout the United States. Dun, da, da, da. So, I know, so that is um, after 2001, so consecutively that's 14 years? Or yeah. 15, and I, something like that. Yes, and I think we actually got 2002, and then 2001 the firefighters deservedly got it. And now we're back to nurses again. So as I was writing the other day on some blog I was writing on, I can't remember which article I was writing because I write so many, but nurses are at 85%, pharmacists are at 68%. So 17% really? difference between nurses and pharmacists and doctors were at 67 so 18% below nurses. So what, what do you think? I'm not looking at that data key, so I'm not exactly sure. Like what is sure. it with the pharmacists or the... The physicians. I mean, is it just that there's a, a sense of a, a different agenda as far as like how they practice? Well, well, like, do they have like their own opinions and, and maybe they're influenced by f big pharma or something like that? I mean, I don't know. What's up? Pe people may catch that. That might be part of it. I was actually reading this article on the advisory board company's website at advisory.com. And I'll put this in the show notes. And this is from January 2015. This is from a year ago because nurses were at the top then. And let's see, in 2014 or early 2015, nurses were number one, doctors were number two, and pharmacists were number three. And interestingly, clergy were number five. Huh. So, and this person who wrote this article over at advisory.com was saying that maybe it has to do with nurses because we deliver a lot of the acute care and we are seen as people who actually care. So a lot of it maybe has to do with that. And they quote a bioethicist from Boston College talking about the central role that nurses have in the care team. So it might have something to do with that too, that we're hands-on. Maybe hmm. that's what it is. I'd be interested to, to kind of peel that onion a little bit, if you want to call it an onion. Just, you know, obviously not on today's show because we don't have the time for that, but right. I would just be interested to look a little deeper on that. Maybe we could table that conversation for another time with a guest or two or when Elizabeth is back and, uh, you know, just see if we can kind of break that part a little bit more. But I, I, I do like the insight. I like what you're saying and, and I do agree. It's just, I don't know, I just find it interesting because obviously there's a lot of subjectivity in there. Um, so I don't know. What's... Yeah, it's quite, it is quite interesting. And, you know, none of us are probably surprised that lobbyists were at the bottom at 7%. Um, oh, they didn't even get in the double digits. No, okay. and members of Congress were at 8% along with telemarketers and car salespeople. You know what would, would, would help that? Not car salespeople. I don't know. Those, those poor folks. But... Congress, you know what I'm going to say here, getting more nurses involved in That's Congress. However, would that dilute our brand? I hope it doesn't dilute the brand. I actually hope it helps elevate both, you know, uh, congressional matters and, of course, the profession. 
I think it might, but I don't know how many nurses are going to run for Congress. I know there are several in Congress, so that's great. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, stockbrokers are down there too, unfortunately. But the only ones under two two digits are car salespeople, telemarketers, members of Congress, and lobbyists. So they're languishing down there. And nurses have been enjoying this incredible bolstering of our brand for years, for more than a decade. So I just find that, I just always find it fascinating. You know, people think we're more ethical and honest than clergy. So that's quite interesting to me. Yeah. Well, maybe they just need to become nurses. Maybe they do. Maybe they do. So, so yeah. So it's very interesting way to end the year and to look at the nursing profession and it does make me think about the new year because it's, you know, by the time people listen to this, it actually will be the new year. And who knows, some people might be listening to the show in 2023 and they'll be wondering what the heck we're talking about. I know they'll be like, what? Like what? fast forward quick. So. Yeah. Anyway. anyway. Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. And for me, I don't know about you, but I'm actually in the midst of doing an end of year review, mostly for my business, but also my personal life. And I'm putting together a spreadsheet of goals for 2016 that have to do pretty much with my business and my career. So I don't know where you're at, Kevin. You're a business owner too. You're also a nurse. So what does it mean for you when the calendar turns from December to January? Well, I do try to, I like that piece about the reflection and being able to pivot. And, and we'll talk about that a little bit more because I want to flesh out the pivoting aspect and, and making adjustments because I do like to make adjustments when, when and where we need them uh, rather than that end of year piece. One of the things that I find fascinating, which again, you're listening to this show likely in 2016 for the, for the majority of you, and you're already thinking about the next year. Whereas I've said prior you know, to you and on the show that oftentimes my following year is is planned and scheduled and ready to go somewhere in the neighborhood of around October. So the planning starts around August, uh, really hit it in September and, and finalize things in October. Now that doesn't mean I don't have wiggle room in my calendar, but my 2016 is planned. Does it mean that things won't come up or won't change? Of course they will. But that's kind of when I'm thinking about my following year. However, for many of you, you're thinking about your next year right now, and that's okay. So I think reflection is very helpful. You know, what you were talking about is reflecting on personal and business and, and whether you're a business owner or not. Let's say that you're just your personal brand and you're in your career of nursing and you don't want to move or you don't want to move out of that space as a career nurse into entrepreneurship. But I think reflection is a great place to start. And I think that the new year always just kind of gives us that little, I don't know, mental tickling like, hey, you know, we should be reevaluating things here. Are we doing what we need to be doing? Are we doing really what we love to be doing? And I think that's the piece that I look at in the new year is I look at the 10,000 foot view and then I break it down into pieces and I really look at aspects. Am I still having fun? Am I still loving what I do? And does it seem, you know, efficient? Is it, is it fulfilling to me? And I think that's the big 10,000 foot view. And again, we'll break this stuff down a little bit further, but that's what I look at is, you know, for my own success. Am I still loving what I'm doing? Because ultimately I get one go around here and I need to be doing, we all need to be doing what we want to do, what we love to do. I mean, there's just no room for anything else. That's very true. That's very true. And 
Yeah, that 10,000 foot view is important. And like I talk about with my coaching clients and also in some of my writing and my podcasts, there's the 10,000 foot view and there's the one foot view. So it's the micro and the macro. So yes, the turn of the season, turn of the calendar, not the season is, um, for me, a lot of it is about the macro view. It's like taking a step back, panning the camera back. I like to say in cinematic terms and taking that big, big picture and looking at your career or your life or your family, whatever it is you want to examine for you, it might be your business, Kevin, and for me too. And looking at it from that big perspective. And then once you've looked at it from the big perspective, you start to hone in on, okay, what is it I actually need to change or what do I actually have to do? And actually in the show notes, I'm going to put this other article about, it's about how to conduct a year end review. And it's very good. It's from this guy named Chris Gillibo and he writes at chrisgillibo.com and it's hard to spell. So I'm just going to put it in the show notes, (laughs) but he talks about his work as being the art of nonconformity and it's a home for unconventional people doing remarkable things. And He's visited every country in the world in the last 10 years, and he's also a business person and entrepreneur. So he has an interesting take on how to look at your annual review. And it's not your basic old boring business plan. It's much, much different. And I, I'm using it this year. It's really cool. So you can even go to that article and download his spreadsheet for setting goals for 2016. But Yeah, I see that. Okay. Yeah, we've, we've mentioned the show notes twice. And where will people be able to find the show notes? Oh gosh. I'm putting you on the spot. I know you are. I always do. And the thing is, is if we did something like forward slash new year, then what are we going to do next year? How about new year 2016? I think that's good. Okay. It's not sexy, but it's okay. It's fine. It'll get people there. Can you come up with something sexier in the next 15 seconds? Not not on the fly. So I, I must be like brain dead right now. Um, but I think new year 2016 is a good one. And then that way that will mark each and every year that RNFM radio is in existence and we're doing shows, then we'll have new year 2017. That's right, folks. So if you want to see any of these articles, there's one that breaks down the Gallup poll by category. That'll be there. There'll be this article on advisory.com about why we're on the top of the Gallup list every year as nurses. And also Chris Gillibo's excellent article about conducting your own annual review with the aforementioned spreadsheet that you can download for setting your intentions. And I'm not going to upload my spreadsheet because it's personal, but I am doing one and it's quite fun and I'm really enjoying it. Right. So, well, Hey, I just wanted to, I just wanted to take a sidestep really quick because you mentioned something about a business plan. And I think that that term has actually evolved and people get really nervous about it. So I just wanted to clarify um, because people ask me all the time, what is my business plan? And quite frankly, I remember when I first started Spire Health in 2007, I was trying to figure out a business plan. And and what I mean by that is you can write business plans specifically for basically to to show a bank or an investor because maybe you need some money or some funding or whatever that is. And that includes like an executive summary, company description, market analysis, so on and so forth. And people get overwhelmed by that. I can tell you right now, and my business is very, very successful, and I, ne- I never had to take any outside funding to get my business going, that I never completed a formal business plan <sighs> as, it, as it used to, as it, I, I would say, as, as the term used to be. 
but but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't kind of take a look at your business plan and it doesn't have to be as formal as what these old plans used to be because ultimately you're going to a bank and they want to see all of this information because let's say you know you're trying to borrow 50 100,000 plus more and that's what they want that's what they look at however that doesn't mean that you need to do it and and I I discourage business plans on that level especially if a business is really kind of looking to kind of bootstrap things and they can kind of fund it themselves uh, on a shoestring. But for, for those of you who are looking for a much larger scale business right out of the gates, which again is a huge undertaking, you will need a formal business plan. That's true. That's true. And, and when I think about a business plan, say as a nurse entrepreneur, I'm really thinking about how am I going to approach this next year? I mean, that's really what I'm looking at right. is what, where am I at? What am I doing? What am I thinking about? What's important to me? So that's, that's really what it's about for me. And you know, those, and I boring, think that's actually what it should be about for most of our listeners. Yeah, yeah. That's what and it should be. If you go to score, score is a great place where you can get business advice and work with a business advisor. That's great. But some of it might be a little old school. So you do have to think about how you want to approach your business. But for those of you listening who don't have a business and you don't even want to think about being a nurse entrepreneur, and I don't blame you. So Kevin, I think a business plan, let's translate that into a career plan. Like how are we going to approach our nursing careers in 2016? And I think that's pretty fun in terms of goal setting too, because we don't want to become complacent, right? Well, yeah, we don't want to become complacent. And also the planning process is is crucial and not just the plan in your head, because I think we all can daydream or think or aspire to want to either be or do something, something different, something better, something more, whatever that is. But those aspirations are going to just go by the wayside if you don't actually put that down in some platform that you can access, that you can visualize, that you can create actionable steps. And that's the big part is you can plan all you want, whether that's in your head or you write this stuff down. But if you're not executing, if you're not creating step-by-step, you know, these actionable steps, then it's going to be much more challenging for you to meet those goals. And I think that that's what it is. That's part of the planning process is looking at that plan, creating some goals that are attainable. And that's another thing too, attainable goals. You've got your big, big goal, but what are the smaller objectives that you need to take care of to get you there to those much larger goals? And planning it out, visualizing it, whether you use a tablet or a computer or good old pen and paper, whatever that is, you need to put it down. You need to write out your plan because then it just becomes more real and it becomes more tangible and it becomes more realistic because you have something to refer back to, to kind of say like, oh, wait, what step was I on again? Because if you go just willy-nilly without all that stuff and you just try to wing it, well, I think, you know, step one becomes step 10 and step eight becomes step 15. And quite frankly, you can move steps around, but if you're not visualizing that and keeping it organized, then I think you've got a problem. That's a great point. That's a really good point. And that's right sometimes our goals can be reached willy-nilly, as you said, and we can just kind of skip around and flit around and do whatever it is we want to do to get there. But say you want to become a doctor of nursing practice. There are certain things you definitely need to 
take care of and get under your belt in order to reach that DNP, right? Well, yeah, there are. And think about that. I know where this is going. That seems overwhelming, doesn't it? Just to totally. say like, oh my gosh. But then what happens when you write it down? Then you're thinking like, oh wait, I have to do that just to get there. I mean, not to say just to get there, but you know what I mean? Like sometimes it can be much larger in our heads, like the, the obstacles, you know, just a surplus of, of obstacles that we put in front of ourselves. And then you actually write that stuff out to get to that level. And you think, oh, that actually does seem very realistic for me. That's right. That's true. And it's, it's kind of like how a lot of coaches say this, and it's actually true that when you're looking at your, what you want to accomplish, like say becoming a doctor of nursing practice, and let's say you're an associate level RN right now, that can seem incredibly daunting. And you can think, how am I going to do it? And when you get stuck in what a lot of coaches say, the how, the how can really stultify you and stop you in your tracks. You're like, I can never get there. So the issue here becomes, how do you take away the how, so to speak, and instead put in place very small steps that you can take one piece at a time and get where you need to go without a whole lot of hoopla. You just kind of make it happen. And I think that's where we can really make a difference in our lives by setting goals that are easy to accomplish, like take the first class that will get me one step closer to that DNP. And I think that's just an important thing to bear in mind. Yeah, because again, I think that you can easily become overwhelmed by the thought of what it's really going to take to get you there. And I think that if you don't write out that plan, if you don't really look at each individual step and execute. And some of that stuff is very easy to execute and very actionable, easily so, easily done. And yeah, and it's also something to remind you of where you started and then you can measure. And I think that having those measurable steps where you're thinking like, wow, okay, so I wrote out 15 steps. I'm already on step 10. You know, I and and I think that that also is kind of an ego boost for us. I think that that's a confidence boost for us to see that. So I don't know. I, we could, we could plan this thing to death. We really could, but we could. I think we've kind of driven the point that the planning aspect is extremely vital for your success and, and putting in actionable steps, looking at it, go, having something to refer back to is a place that you just need to start. And then Absolutely. not just a plan, but actionable. Right. Make it actionable. Absolutely. So in, in that respect, what the question I want to ask, the rhetorical question I want to ask of our listeners is, what do you want to accomplish in 2016? Like we know basically what we want to accomplish at RNF and Radio. We have some things we'd like to do, and I hopefully they will happen. And they might not, but we'll take some steps in those directions. And for your nursing career, let's say you're not a nurse entrepreneur. Say you are that ADN. Maybe you don't want to become a doctor of nursing practice, but there's something you want to do. So this is a great time to sit down with pen and paper or a spreadsheet like I'm going to post on rnfmradio.com forward slash, what is it, New Year 2016. Correct. And people can start looking at what they want to accomplish. And it's not that scary when you do that. And I think as a career coach, it's a great idea to not become complacent in your career and sit on your laurels that you're one of the most trusted professionals in the United States every year for so many years running and decide on some goal you'd like to accomplish. And it might be simply 
I need to earn 20 CEUs this year. It could be very simple like that. Or it might be, you know, I would like to make sure I have a date with my husband every week and not just focus on work. There's lots of different ways we can approach it. But I think growth is really important in our careers. And growing is something that we need to plan for. It can happen of its own accord, but I think often we need to kind of give it a little shove. Yeah, and I think that this is also a reminder too, because we want to make sure that the plan, uh, plan for failure, and, and I'm not afraid of that term. I, you know, we don't need to sugarcoat that. Things do happen. And mm-hmm. so what we also need to look at is, you said something about sort, just sort of resting on those laurels and, and then also like feeling safe and, and maybe having some, some security, job security that might actually not be there. And of course, I, you know, I don't want to be alarming. We're, we're heading into 2016 here and I don't want to scare people to say, oh my gosh, you know, I could lose my job, but that very well could happen. And some of you might be saying to yourselves, well, no, 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 it's not possible. I, I work in this extremely large organization or this extremely large hospital. No way that's ever going to happen. And I even shared on the Innovative Nurse Show prior that, uh, and Keith, I think you listened to this too, like where you get a little too cozy about that job security. And really, what does that mean? And again, I'm not trying to sell people on the idea of entrepreneurship, but what I am trying to sell you on the idea is that really your job is as secure as the organization is at that time or whatever's happening in that organization. And if you don't really know what's going on behind the scenes, that, that could present its own challenges because you could be blindsided. You could walk in one day and the doors are closed. You could walk in one day and they're restructuring, like a massive restructuring, and you lose your job. Right. So I think this reevaluation, this reassessment of where you are in your life and your career can help you pivot and adjust much quicker. Absolutely. Yeah, that's very true. And I just like the notion of being clear about what it is I want, or if I'm not clear about what it is I want, at least being clear that I'm not clear and thinking about how I can move in a direction that feels good to me, that feels positive. And I think if we're moving forward, we at least feel like we're doing something. And I think that's so important for us to feel like we're we're taking a positive step, that we're doing something that is going to move us in some positive direction. So, you know, it's kind of like not wanting to be at the whims of the winds. And in healthcare, it can be the winds of commerce and economics. So mm-hmm. if your hospital is purchased, there's not a whole lot you can do about that, can you? Right, exactly, exactly. I mean, there there isn't much that you can do about that. And it again, if you are one that plans, one that plans for change, especially change, because uh, I think that if you are in a place where you're unable to adapt or change, then that could be problematic for you. And I realize that that life, you know, the mortgages and the families and things like that can can I don't want to say get in the way, but that can impede your ability to pivot as quickly or be as agile as you want to be. However, I think when you're when you are planning these things, you are setting up, you know, savings accounts if you can, or retirement accounts or things that you can fall back on so that you're able to adjust financially as you need to. And I mean, that's that's a really important aspect that that when I'm talking to nurses and nurses who don't even want, like I said, want to start a business, they just want some, you know, some insight as as a leader and as a manager myself, like, you know, what would I tell my teams? And of course, we do a really good job at, at my organization 
to help people plan for those futures. We, we don't plan on going anywhere, but we do encourage people to pursue their dreams. And if this is not their end all be all, or if they've got some other ideas, we want to help, you know, facilitate that fuel, those fires, uh, you know, those little burning embers that they have and, and, and help that and, you know, create some mind share there of what, what's good for them. But that's the thing. Uh, I think that leads me into the whole adapt, changing, pivoting. I think that's scary. I think people get worried about that. I think they get worried about taking a misstep, like whether that's purposeful or on accident. And the way technology is moving, the way the career landscape is moving, nursing, medicine, pretty much everywhere. I mean, medicine is not, this is not an isolated situation. This is in every aspect of pretty much this capitalistic country of what we have so many areas of business and services and products and all, all these things. I mean, everybody's going through, you know, the, this, this desire to change or that it is changing, whether it's forced or whether it's welcomed or whether they're able to do it. I just think that self-doubt can really be one of the biggest obstacles that you put up in front of you. And I think that self-doubt is the one thing that keeps, like, I think the primary thing that keeps people from pursuing their dreams rather than, you know, failure. Because with failure, oh, I, I don't want to say I love failure, but it introduces me to the concept of, you know what? I don't want to do that again. I want to do things differently. I want to do That's things true. better. Excellent point. Yeah. That's right. So failure, yeah. Like I revealed on the show with Renee Thompson a few weeks ago talking about the NCLEX, that I failed the NCLEX the first time I took it. And, you know, I made a joke about how that that shows why I'm such a bad nurse. And you all demurred and said, no, that's not really true. And I agree. But I had to really pivot and really prepare myself psychically and emotionally and intellectually to pass the NCLEX the next time I took it. So there's lots of ways to look at that. And I've had clients who come to me for career coaching and they've lost jobs and they need to figure out what to do in their careers because they've lost one, two, maybe three nursing jobs in a row. And that's pretty demoralizing. So you can see why people get a little bit afraid of change because once you get comfortable, you don't necessarily want to take any calculated risks. Right. And I think you have to have that, that confidence and building that confidence over time because I tell people often, just be prepared that this is not your forever. Just be prepared that this is not your permanent situation. And again, not necessarily at my company, although, you know, I, I've got some, some changes in, you know, happening and nothing that I think that's going to impact anybody negatively in my organization, but just things do happen. Organizations have to pivot. And I'm very transparent with the teams that I work with just to make sure that the, everybody's in the know to say like, you know, we've got a shift here, we've got a shift here. And everybody's been very appreciative of that, but take me out of the equation, look at your own situation and look at it to say that, you know, just accept that that might not be your forever. And some of you might be thinking like, I hope not because I want something else. <laughs> you know, I don't want right. this forever. Right. But Please. some of you might really love what you're doing. So as long as you're, you're continuing to evaluate you as a profession, as a, as a professional and personally and looking at the small wins and capturing those small wins and celebrating those small wins and looking at you as a professional and as an individual, 
so that if for some reason you're forever isn't forever at this position, then you you're just for you're just mindful of like what you've been doing over this time, like what successes and what failures you've endured and what learning you've endured. Because again, that mindset, that confident mindset will help you pivot a little bit easier. It sounds like, I mean, I keep saying that there's a lot of change and adaptation and pivoting that's going on, but ultimately Keith, you know, that's, I don't think we want people to be blindsided. That's true. That's very true. You know, and nurses assess, right? Like we try to keep our finger on the pulse of the patient. But, but keep the finger in the pulse of you too. Right. So taking that line of thought, if we look at the patient, quote unquote, as your nursing career, you can see that your nursing career might sail along without a whole lot of preventive medicine, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not studying anything. You're not networking. You're not connecting with other professionals who know more than you do. You're not kind of seeking or grasping for something new. And that might be okay. And it might end up not being quite okay. You might get blindsided at some point and realize you need to change. And sometimes I want to point out, Kevin, sometimes the change doesn't come from the external. Sometimes the change comes from the internal too. So you could be quote unquote blindsided by an amazing, powerful change of attitude or change of heart that you experience yourself. Maybe you've been going along doing one particular type of nursing, you've been really comfortable. Maybe there's a tragedy in your life, you know, God forbid, but maybe something happens in your life that radically changes your life, a death, a divorce, the birth of a child, the, a move or some, your parents move in with you or whatever it is that happens. So when those things happen, those are sometimes external, like your parents have to move in with you because they need your help. But sometimes it's just a change of heart. Or you realize, huh, I can't do what I've been doing all these years. I need to do something different. So that's why kind of keeping a finger on the pulse, like you said, of where you're at in your career and your personal life is really important. And that's why I'm really a big proponent of year-end reviews and planning for the new year. Even if your plans aren't that solid, if your plans are just that you're going to try to meet two new nursing professionals who you have a meeting with every month for the, for the year, that's a great plan because you're going to have a good conversation with at least one person every month. Do you see what I mean? No, I totally get what you mean. And then I, I wanted to comment because I think what you were trying to say, you know, earlier, as far as the change is concerned is I think years ago that was coined as the midlife crisis, but yes, uh, you know, or, or some catastrophic life event. But to your point, that doesn't have to happen. It might not be a midlife crisis. I mean, you could still be in your twenties and think like, oh my gosh, like this is ridiculous. I can't be doing this. And like you totally upend your life and what you're doing. I, I think that uh, the power of, of social media and having access to easily, easy access to some of our friends that maybe we grew up with. And Keith, I was sharing with you someone that I had graduated high school with and talking about her success and how I saw it online. I think we can get that inspiration from these people like thinking like, oh man, we spent years together and you know, I hadn't seen them in years and all of a sudden like look at them. And it's not about like comparing yourself to them and what's going on, but maybe they inspire you because you had connected to the, to them on some level before. And, or maybe it is a friend or maybe it is a colleague, but I'm not saying like if you look on Instagram, cause we were talking about Instagram earlier off the air and some other social media platforms, and that might inspire you fine. 
But just make sure that you're kind of checking yourself because is this something that you really want to do? Not because somebody else is doing it, but you want to do it. But then you do it your own flavor. I mean, you know, it, it's it's your own kind of flavor, your chocolate vanilla twist or, or putting sprinkles on it or whatever. But I, I agree that I think that more so now than ever, and this will, this will only continue to change, I think, in that people will pivot more often. People's heads will continue to be on a swivel, and they will change more often. I mean, gone are the days where you start with a position somewhere, and you stay there until you retire, and then you get your gold watch or whatever it is, and you get a pension. It doesn't happen anymore. It just doesn't. Mm-hmm. So that's the landscape that we're in, is just an, an ever, like, sort of evolving uh, change that's going on. In, in every career aspect, again, not just in medicine, not just in nursing, but everywhere. So you're not alone, even if you feel like you need to pivot out of nursing because you think it's kind of crazy in medicine. Well, this is kind of the deal everywhere. That's true. And I would just like to say to our listeners that if there's something they're thinking about in terms of change or in terms of healthcare, or they want us to address a specific issue that's come up for them, like wanting to become a doctor of nursing practice and they're not sure how to do it or not sure if they should do it or why they should even bother, they can send us an email or drop us a line on Facebook or Twitter or wherever and we can address those issues here on the show. So we welcome those questions because if that kind of change is really scary or Kevin, like what you're talking about, being able to pivot, being willing to pivot and being willing to be be prepared for sudden change, and yeah. sudden adaptation, then we would love to talk about that because I think it's important to address. And we nurses can get real comfortable and cozy in the places where we are. And and we're not telling people not to be comfortable and happy in their jobs. I think I want to make sure people don't take that away. I think the takeaway is just have your eyes wide open and once in a while pan the camera back just to take a bigger look at your life. I think that's basically what I want to get across. Yeah. Well, we're not trying to create this conspiracy, you oh, know, like no. everybody in the office. Hey, did you talk to John? What do you mean? What do you mean? Is, are people getting the ax or are we yeah. shutting down? No, no, no. I mean, it, it, but it is, it's, it's, it's keeping your head on a swivel. And you know, one thing I, I like that you're putting out there too, and I would love to hear from the community, at least from a business standpoint as well. I mean, career is fine because I'm a, I'm a leader in my company and I at one point was a hiring manager, so to speak. Now other people handle that, but still I, I have to lead and I, I do have teams that I supervise and work with. But that being said, I would love to hear from businesses out there because I too went through this where let's say that your business is going along just fine. Things are good. You don't really foresee any need to change. However, there's something in you as we were saying that just like, ah, just, I want to, I would love to add this service or I would love to add this product or I would love to kind of tweak this, but I'm so afraid that if I, it's like a, it's like a set of Jenga blocks where you like pull one block and then the whole thing starts tumbling. Mm. I, I work a lot with people who are just really afraid to upset the norm of what's going on in their business because they say to me like, well, things are just going along so fine. Like everything's fine. Like I don't, I don't know where I would make changes. And first off, then you're becoming kind of complacent and you better be careful with that. But second, if there is something burning, a burning desire that you do want to make a change and you're just fearful that that could totally upset the balance of your entire business, let's talk. I mean, seriously, I would love to bring that on the air. I would love for somebody to reach out to us at Insider. So Insider at rnfmradio.com or on the show notes in the 
comment section on rnfmradio.com forward slash new year 2016. I'll bring it on the air. I would love to answer those questions that you might have because maybe it's just like I could probably look at it and say like, oh yeah, there's there's a reason why you should be concerned. But here are some options I think that you could pursue to get to where you need to. Because I as a business had to do the same thing. Like I was doing things well and I could have just done that one thing really, really well and just stayed with it. But I decided to add on services and there were ways that I could do it strategically without really upsetting the balance. Mm, so excellent. I invite excellent. people to to comment on that if if they have any if they if they're looking for any input and like I said I'll do it we'll do it on the air I'll talk about great. it right there that would be great so let's see if folks have some questions around that so Kevin what are you looking forward to in 2016 what's what's up for you personally or professionally what's what's going to happen oh well Keith you know I've got some really large pivots that are happening uh, in my organization, but without, without knowing, like being able to share the full details, cause there's a lot of moving parts involved and, and we're not slated to have this happen until sometimes April or May. I think what I'm actually looking forward to, let's say here at RNFM radio and pulse media is that we continue to pivot the show. I mean, we had Elizabeth, Elizabeth Scala joined us here in 2015. Of course we're recording 2015, people listen in 2016, so Elizabeth joined us, and I think that that was a great step to add a different kind of flavor to the show. Sorry she's not here today. Elizabeth, we miss you, and we do wish you a new happy new year. But I'm looking forward to some new launches that we might be having, and you and I need to discuss and flesh out further. So I don't think we're sharing anything that's you know trade secrets here. I don't um, think so. You know, if they are, I don't know what they are. So yeah, and my it was funny because my wife asked me last night. You know, we were just like laying there, and she was like, "Do you have any resolutions?" And I and I just said to her point blank, I was like, "You know me. Every day is a resolution. Every day, like I just don't set up something and say like, well, I'm going to achieve like these, you know, big mm-hmm. big things. Like I'm just every day, I'm just chewing it up, juicing it out, whatever I got to do to just pull everything that I can out of that particular day." Because I'm just reminded, having kids and looking at the world, that I'm lucky. I'm fortunate. And I bust my butt, but I, where I am today, I'm very fortunate to be where I am today. And uh, I'm just thankful. And I'm thankful for you, Keith, and I'm thankful for all the listeners. And so that's what I'm looking forward to is more of this. Because it really does give me some peace and calm to think about people just listening to our show and learning from what we're sharing with them. I mean, I love that. I love teaching. And I think that's what we do. Anyway, gosh, that was a ramble. Anyway, do oh, you have anything great. specific? Oh, I mean, I'd love to see our show grow and I'd love to see us launch the Pulse Media Network of Nursing Podcasts. So I hope that happens in 2016. And for myself, I'm really growing my speaking uh, practice. I don't know what to call it. My my public speaking. So I'll be speaking Your world tour. <laughs> My world tour. So I'll be speaking at it several places around the country during the course of the year. And I hope that there will be much more than I currently have on the calendar. And I'll be growing my coaching practice. And the Nurse Keith Show is going to launch its 37th episode of the year. Probably, well, actually, it'll be early 2016. So I had 36 episodes in 2015. And I hope to reach at least 50 in 2016. So I'm really trying to grow that podcast. It's really fun and I'm getting great feedback about it. So I have lots of different things I want to do. My wife and I are going to go to Europe for a month in the summer. 
And I hope to be podcasting from Europe because I think that would be super fun. So we'll see how that actually happens. But yeah, there's lots of interesting things that'll happen. And one thing I'm doing for the beginning of 2016 is I'm dropping a few things. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Are you saying no? I'm saying no. There's a couple things I'm dropping. There's two different networking groups I'm involved in. One is for nurse entrepreneurs and one is here locally in Santa Fe. And I'm dropping those for 2016. And sometimes our plans and our goals aren't necessarily just adding. Sometimes it's subtracting. And Mm -hmm. I'd like people to walk away with that too, that sometimes you have to take something away. And hopefully it's not taking away something really fun or taking away your exercise or your ability to afford the food you want to feed yourself and your family. I mean more taking away things that either are eating up your time or otherwise not using your time wisely or just sort of getting in the way of what you really need to accomplish. So part of what I'm doing, talking about peeling the onion, is I'm peeling away some layers of my personal onion that I don't want there anymore that aren't serving me. So how's that? Well, and and I guess that's the thing we say, you know, what's the saying? If you're saying no to something, you know, now you're saying yes to something else or or whatever. Exactly. You know, so don't be afraid to say no. And that's part of your planning as well. Because I think that when you're looking at your year in review and your year ahead, that you are, yeah, shedding a few things that could be an energy or a time suck that might not be providing you some value. And some of that can be some very painful discovery. Uh, and, True. and we don't want to go deep into like whether it's family or friends or, or whatever, but, but just really do evaluate whether these things, I'll just label them as things are providing you with that juice that you need to continue moving forward and that forward momentum. So ho- right. hopefully that's the case. And so Keith, all, all 2015, literally, I think all 2015, we have really given a ton of value, uh, a ton of lessons, lots of teaching. One thing I do want to ask, this is one thing that I would love in the new year and, and throughout 2016, I want to ask the community. So this is kind of what, what I would call my right hook. And of course, I'm not punching you or anything. I'm just saying like, this is the ask, the big ask. Go for it. We always ask for the iTunes review. So if you head over to iTunes, head over, search RNFM Radio and a podcast, the ratings and reviews are really, really helpful. But also too, seriously, and we, we mean it. We mean it. We have had a few people reach out via email or on social media and they've wanted to have their questions answered on the air. But take this opportunity because we are giving you this content. There's no paywall. There's no nothing. Um, We, of course, do accept some sponsorship out there. And if anybody who wants to sponsor the show, that's great. Just hit us up, insider uh, at rnfmradio.com. But we want to hear from you, the community. We want to hear what's going on. We want to hear what problems you're having. What, what's going on, what concerns you're having, or what's going good. We want to share that. If you're willing to put that out there, we're willing to put that out there. We're, if you're willing to share it and know and, and accept that we'll put it on the air, we will put that on the air. And that's what we want to hear from you. We want to know what's going on. Because ultimately, you know, Keith and I, we interview guests, you know, throughout the year, and, and Elizabeth too. And you know, we see kind of what's going on, but we really want to hear from you what is going on. Because sometimes I do admit that I think I live in this very idealistic world because I've set my organization up to where nobody wants to leave. I mean, it's a great organization to work for, and I'm not trying to recruit because I don't know if we're hiring right now, but ultimately I want to make sure that I'm not so 
living in this idealistic world so much that I don't know what's going on in the nursing space. So I want to hear what's happening. And, you know, I, I want to be able to share some insights and maybe some tools and tips and tricks to help you along the way. So definitely hit us up under hashtag RNFM Radio, pretty much every social media platform at RNFM Radio. Or if you want it to, to just email us, then email us. Just head over to rnfmradio.com. There's a contact us page right there and do that. That's great. That's what I would love. That's great. Yeah, that's one of the things we're resolving. I don't do resolutions really, but we're resolving that we'd like to hear from the community even more. And we'd like to address what your issues are, what your questions are. So, and I also just want to say thank you for all the thousands of listens all year. It's really been wonderful. And Kevin, you know, January 8th or 9th or 10th of 2016 will be officially, I believe, our four-year anniversary. That's crazy. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. I mean, yeah. and that's, you know, people think like, oh, four years, that's not a long time. But when it comes to the world of like the internet and because the internet is new, I don't care what you, I mean, the internet is is very new, this internet age and blogging is very new and podcasting. Yes, it has been around for over a decade, maybe longer actually. Uh, but it's really, I, I mean, four years is kind of like still pioneering at this point, right? Right now, right. podcasting is is everywhere. And I'm sure the people who are listening on their mobile devices have five, six, seven, eight, if not more podcasts in their devices. I certainly do. I, yeah, I know. So, and, and we're happy to be in your feeds. And I mean, the fact that you're just paying attention, giving us your attention and your time is, uh, I mean, oh man, it just, it does make me feel so good that people are willing to do that. It warms our hearts to the core, doesn't it? It Well, it does. And and essentially, like I said, I think that there are people that have burning questions out there. I really do. And it might seem like a lot of effort for you to reach out. And you can even do like a, an audio one. Head to rnfmradio.com and then hit the, the speak pipe. And you can leave us a voicemail if you want. And, and just kind of let us know what's happening. We would love it. I mean, talk about, like you've got you know, like years of experience between myself, between Keith, Elizabeth having that, that female touch. I mean, we might have some answers for you. So just reach out. That's right. All right. We, be, we beat right. that to death anyway. We did. We did. So folks, we want to wish you a happy new year. Thanks for being here with us throughout 2015. And some of you throughout the four years that we've been on the air. And a shout out to Elizabeth Scala. And Kevin, I want to wish you and yours, your lovely wife and children, a wonderful new year. And I really look forward to what 2016 will bring. Nice. Well, you as well, Keith. I'm surprised my kids actually stayed quiet. I'm actually in my home office right now and the kids aren't at camp and it's still the winter break. So anyway, they're uh, doing great. Yeah. Tell them thank you for me. Indeed. Indeed. So that for me personally, I love that episode. That was so much fun. I love talking about things like that, whether we're planning for business or just planning in general, personally. Uh, I am big on kind of looking at the landscape ahead and like I said earlier like I said in the show and then of course in the pre-roll uh, or the opening that I do tend to plan my year months in advance and get things on the calendar again that doesn't mean that things won't happen they won't change of course they'll change of course things will happen like I said I am laying on the floor right now in post-production looking at a computer that normally sits on a desk a standing desk at that and so I have nothing. There's like a, a random table in my office right now that has stuff on it. And I'm not much for stuff. Of course, that, that photo that I had posted on Twitter at Innovative Nurse, um, under that, that username, that handle on Twitter, 
hashtag RNFM radio, you will see there's definitely some stuff that I'm surrounded by. And I've got to, you know what? I'm looking at it. I've got to make some decisions. I've got to say this stays, this goes, this it gets paid forward, passed on, it finds another home, whatever that is. I'm all about minimizing things, but the office is getting redone. And I forced my hand and I did it and I made the change. I made the change. So anyway, that's my change. Uh, my 2016 is planned quite a bit out really far. And I know that, that Keith and Elizabeth are also going to be hitting the road this year. And we're also going to be hitting the road this year together on the road. Probably not in that like VW bus, that old VW bus that Keith had put together on Canva on our social media platforms and sharing that we're just going to hit the road. But we are going to hit the road together in RNFM Radio, at RNFM Radio. So you're going to see more of us. You're going to hear more of us. Like, oh my God, I was like, hear more of this? I'm already hearing enough. So that being said, we can't begin to tell you how much we appreciate one of the most important investments you're making here. And you know I say this every time, but your time and attention here at RNFM Radio is so important. And yes, we will still do this show if we have three listeners. And if the three listeners are myself and Keith and Elizabeth, so be it. It's not to say that we like to hear our own voices, but we just love what we do. We love what we do. So we're just going to keep doing it. So don't forget to follow Keith Carlson at Nurse Keith, our lovely Elizabeth Scala at Elizabeth Scala, and myself, Kevin Ross, at Innovative Nurse. Find your passion. Execute on those ideas. Rinse and repeat. And we'll see you back here with us again on our next episode of RNFM Radio. Happy New Year, everyone.